it, it takes you out of the clouds and start talking about what really their problems are versus the more esoteric. And here's a great idea. And let me tell you what I could do for you. But if you'd be able to say, I know sometimes you just get answer the front door, like that's a real problem. So that's where we try to connect and make sure I kind of use the, uh, the analogy of we are the front door to small businesses. Being able to say, we need to be able to represent when a customer, when your customer walks in, it needs to feel like we're part of your business. Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Richard Culberson. Richard, excited to have you on the show. Excited to be here. Thanks for having me, Gresh. It's great to be here. Yes, absolutely. You're doing so many phenomenal things. So, of course, before we jumped into the interview, I want to read a little bit more about Richard so you can hear about some of those awesome things. And Richard is CEO of Money Penny's North America Operations, where his role is to strengthen the organization's rapid growth in the U.S. and boost its plans to grow the North American business both organically and through acquisitions. As the customer communications leader, Money Penny supports businesses of all shapes and sizes across the U.K and U.S. with call answering, live chat, and bespoke intake services. Moneypenny, with over 1,200 people, is proud to have been part of the 100 best companies to work for, be recognized as a great place to work, and be recognized by Forbes Advisor as best answering services in 2023. Moneypenny's group includes award-winning companies, Voice Nation, Ninja Number, and Alpha Page. Richard is taking Moneypenny's North America to the next level in terms of expanding its contact centers, teams, and continue to grow the business. And I was listening to a snippet where he was interviewed in the Metro Atlanta CEO, I think, and I love that he talked about how important it is to have a human centric centric business and how important that is to the extension of the work that they do because they of course work with people and they help support people as well too and like i mentioned the awesome numbers of the number of people they have on their team the number of people and how they're pushing things forward but i read some numbers that they handle over 20 million calls 21 for and chats for 21,000 businesses which is nothing to scoff at and of course, we had Group Chief CEO Joanna Swash on episode number 919 of our podcast. So super excited to have you on the show, Richard. Are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? No, that's great. It's, uh, that's a mouthful. Hope I can live up to half of it and uh, give some information for the audience. Hey, you're already living it. So then now we're just trying to capture it so that we can learn more from you. So I, I guess to kick everything off, let's rewind the clock, hear a little bit more on how you got started, what I call your CEO story. Yeah, sure. Uh, a little bit of background myself. So I'm a reform consultant. Uh, I was Accenture for about a decade. Started off technology consulting, really wanted to understand how things worked, if you will. And then one of the things I fell in love with in my second tour of duty with Accenture was starting to understand how businesses work. So I went to business school, went back and generated more of a strategy and a management consulting background. So like I say, I'm a Ford consultant, then moved forward into Cox Enterprises, great private family-owned business that's based in Atlanta on the telecommunications side, really want to roll up my sleeves and get a little bit more experience actually getting into business. Love my experience, great business for anybody who works with them, both on the media side, on the automotive side, or on the cable side of the business. But that's where I really loved and fell in love with smaller businesses. So in Cox, it was, was, was privileged to get the opportunity to stand up a couple of new businesses, including Home Life, which is a home security and smart home services business. And that's where I really got in love with this idea of growing and scaling businesses which really brought me up to Moneypenny. Just a tremendous business, got a great history in the UK. We're expanding in the US. 
both organically and organically, as you mentioned. So product acquisition. Uh, we are still in the marketplace with the brand of Voice Nation, as well as Alpha Page. Uh, all of those have gone through, brought a lot of tremendous people in place with us and great clients we work with. Nice. I absolutely love that and appreciate hearing your love for small business, how that fuels you. And I'm, I'm sure it definitely helps out as far as you being able to maybe understand and be able to connect with the clients that you all ultimately serve and, and make that impact with too. It, it takes you out of the clouds and start talking about what really their problems are versus the more esoteric. And here's a great idea. And let me tell you what I could do for you. But if you'd be able to say, I know sometimes you just get answer the front door, like that's a real problem. So that's where we try to connect and make sure I kind of use the, uh, the analogy of we are the front door to small businesses be able to say, we need to be able to represent when a customer, when your customer walks in, it needs to feel like we're part of your business. And that's respect and you trust. And you put in part of our business to be able to say, when we open up, will we treat your customers with respect? We know your business and how do we have that empathy with everyone to interact with? Because we need to be an extension of their businesses. And you start to really understand that once you've been in their shoes. I'd love to claim to be an entrepreneur, but I'm much more on the scaling side. I just have that respect for somebody who's that passion idea. This is my baby. That's a real privilege. And we have to take that seriously. Yeah, that, that makes so much sense. But I imagine being on that scaling side, still having that, the ability to have rolled up your sleeves, to have that impact and have those experiences. I'm, I'm sure that probably helps out as far as like being able to make sure that you're submitting and probably even articulating the solution that you're providing so that you can all scale and be able to make that impact on a, a bigger and grander level. Now, and I think that's one of the things you'll see. And there's a rich history of this. And I'm sure Joanna probably spoke about this this with you earlier of we have to constantly evolve to that. So whether we're talking about by sector, so what are the needs of a small law firm or a large law firm? Because we do both small and large business. I like to say that we help small businesses look large by being that front door when that they, they're trying to focus on their core competency, whether that's a dry cleaner or a lawyer or a plumber. But we also help larger businesses look small by keeping it personal, keeping that home touch. So we don't do the large outsourcing deals. We like to keep it smaller, more personal, and that's our sweet spot. And we think that's how we differentiate. Yeah, that, that makes so much sense. I, I love how powerful that is. I, I know you touched upon a little bit of the brands and everything. Could you take us through if you didn't cover anything about like how you're actually serving the clients, how that looks and what that process looks like when they give you a phone call or, or even chat with you? Sure. Uh, very proud of It's something we focus a lot on is that client journey. So I talk a lot about it. So as a client is coming on, how do they learn about us? How do we get them started off on the right foot? And I think we do take a little bit of a different approach in the marketplace. So we are in the market with Voice Nation as a brand, as well as Moneypenny in the U.S. And slowly we're evolving into that one operating model, one way to work. But we think right now what we've seen is in, in the past, uh, a lot of small businesses have come to into the Voice Nation brand. Versus the money penny has been more of a dedicated receptionist. So that Sally is your person. Here's that works. So we have a couple of different value propositions in the marketplace. But what we do is when you get in touch with us, we do have an inside sales team that basically takes your call and says, what are your needs? How can we best fit that and mold that into that experience? Which then I think one of the things that we had a little bit different is we have a dedicated what we call an onboarding team. They will sit and that's that linchpin in the middle that starts to say, what are your business needs? So as a plumber, you need us 24-7, bilingual, be able to answer, and we can either make that a very specific script. We'll do exactly what you tell us to do, or we'll have it nice and fluid. That's very personal for these businesses and how we do that. So we put that on boarding step to make sure we get that exactly how you want us to sound and how to be part of your business. And then we take great pride in them running that and operating that. And we have account management to make sure we're constantly tech-based and saying, do we need to change this? Do we evolve this? 
both reactively to the client's needs and proactively of saying, hey, we see something doesn't look quite right. Wouldn't you like if we do this? So I think that's a little bit different on leaning in proactively to onboarding and setting it up right so we always come across appropriately, but then checking in and making sure we're evolving with your business as well because everything's dynamic and changing over time. And that's a combination of technology and people trying to make sure we've got a platform in place that can have that customization. It can flex as we need to. We don't take a single approach. But then that's just really most importantly, our, our people are our product. They're on the phones. They're representing your business. So how we hire, how we train, how we treat those people, even coming down to the office environment that we've created. We take great pride and we've invested in our office in this great, we call it the middle where we've got food and people can engage and talk. And what are you seeing? What are you doing? How's your weekend? I just firmly think that creates a different culture and a different environment than that legacy content of a call center. We take great pride in being receptionists and be able to part of that part of a business versus just transactional. Yeah, I think that makes so much sense. And that's why I love that. Obviously, you have that culture for the people that are on the team. But I, I love that piece that you mentioned as well, too. Part of that secret sauce is having that onboarding piece, because I think in order to figure out how your secret sauce works best with their secret sauce, you have to have those conversations and know how you can blend that together. So I love how impactful that first or maybe even ongoing conversations you have are, are to that. Sure. That's a, I guess it's like all good relationships, right? You've got some gives and takes and how do we work and how do we evolve? And it's never really fixed. So, and I think that's one of the ways we do feel different. Like I mentioned, being a little bit more proactive and keep touching base and building and improving as we go. Yeah, that's huge. So I wanted to uh, switch gears a little bit. And I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book, or even a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? Sure. I was thinking a little bit about this earlier. What is it? And I think everyone's a little differently, so I don't be too prescriptive. But I think the one thing I've found as I've grown up and moved on in my career is that you've got to stay grounded. You've got to be careful about not being in your own echo chamber. And what I found is as you get more senior in the organization, increasingly, if you're not careful, you can start listening to yourself. You can start listening to people closest to you. So I think I guess I'll call it a hack is I I literally put a calendar reminder in every month. What is the one way that I can challenge myself? Have intellectual curiosity on, did I talk to a client? Did I go in? Actually, one of the best checks I've always had is talk to your spouse, talk to your significant other, or talk to your family. Can you explain what you do? How do you come across when you're talking about it? I think when you challenge yourself, you start talking in simpler terms And as a former consultant, I know just how bad it sounds when you start talking the consulting language. So I I think it's important to do. So my hack is kind of that that first day of the month, I put something in as just a reminder that says, be grounded, get out of your own echo chamber, go out, get out of the office, talk to a client, talk to a client's customers in our case. But it is talk to your family and friends. It's a great sanity check for do you understand what you're doing? Do you understand? Are you changing and evolving the way you need to? And do you have that intellectual curiosity to find out when am I not doing or how could I be better? So that's something that, like I said, there's good days and bad days. I don't always do it tremendously in some cases, but it's something I build on time. Yeah, I love the practicality of actually having that as a check marker on your calendar to make sure that you're, you're consistently doing that. And so what would you consider to be a little bit more of what I call a CEO nugget? It's a little bit more word of wisdom or piece of advice. It might be something you would tell your favorite client, or if you were to hop into a time machine, you might tell your younger business. <laughs> One kind of saying that I, I talk a lot about team, and I guess it's kind of leadership across the board. It's a little thing that actually be positive, but ask why. So, and it's, uh, sometimes I'm good at some points and sometimes I'm a little more challenged, but the be positive is assume positive intent. 
walk in someone else's shoes. If, if you come across in that approach and always, no one wants to be around a negative person, be positive. So if you become that downer, like that will become that. So if you start always coming in, assuming positive intent, how others come in and you bring that positivity into a conversation, it changes almost every conversation. So I think that's the, the, the be positive side of it. If I always say, but ask why I alluded a little bit earlier to like the intellectual curiosity, like, why do we do things this way? Why am I asking this way? Why don't I change the way that I can do my behavior or just peel that on a little bit further and you'll understand a problem, a situation or an opportunity better. But I think when you bring it all together, that be positive, but ask why kind of is like, it's a balance. And I think some people do one side of that equation better than others. Like personally, some I, as a reformed engineer and consultant, I, like that, but ask why comes very naturally to me. But sometimes I need that reminder on be positive. What is that assuming positive intent? What's someone's incentives and why they're acting the way they are? And you'll have such a better conversation so I think that balance and a constant reminder of there, that's the be positive, but ask why is something that I always come back to. Yeah, that, that sounds so powerful. And so now I wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. We're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on this show. So Richard, what does being a CEO mean to you? It's finding a way, connecting with people, inspiring them, get good people, find people smarter than yourself, put them in the right spot, and then check in with them to make sure they're happy and they're growing. If they're growing and they're engaged and they're enjoying what they're doing, I, I just, life's too short. People have a lot of options. They can go a lot of different places. But when you start to get a team together who starts to appreciate who they are and they're genuinely enjoying what they're doing, everything's just so, everything just falls in place. And, and I think that's the most important part, finding those people, making sure you're making those connections across them. And like I said, get smarter people than you and just get out of the way. And then check with them. What blockers do they have? How are we in the way? How are we in our own? Because I think people won't naturally challenge themselves. I think it's the other thing you do. Are they stretching themselves? Do they see the strengths in themselves? That's something I've learned, continue to learn, is through the mistakes I've made, is more than you think you do. So how do you tease that out of people and appreciate the skills they bring to the table and make sure they're using them and see it in themselves? Yeah, I think that's so huge, especially from a, like a leadership standpoint. Words, my mind is like kind of experience, and and I think when you whenever you look at a position or even being within that leadership role or being a CEO, entrepreneur, business owner, whatever title we might give, you're creating experience from people that are around you. Sure, and I think that's generally in life, but also if you're looking at from the people, especially in the business that we're in, the people are so important. And, and like I said, it's, I think it's always the case, but especially for us, that is our product. That is our service. This is what keeps us alive and what people value. So I think if we sit in there, appreciate for both our people and also from our clients and the journey they're going through, I think everyone ends up in a much better spot. Yeah, absolutely. That's why I love the culture that you all have. And Richard, truly appreciate that definition. Of course, I appreciate your time even more. So what I wanted to do now is pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best people can get a hold of you, find about all the awesome things you and your team are working on. Sure. No, I, I, like I said, uh, we are in the market. So if you look at voicenation.com or moneypenny.com, um, very proudly here to serve. We're looking to meet the needs of all the small businesses that are looking to need services and so they can focus on what they do best. 
So I, th- I think tried to speak the best when we say we have dynamic services and what the needs are. So whether it's a fixed, you need 50 minutes plans and we into answering services, or you need 1,000, 10,000, you just need someone to really take this off of your plate. Give us a call. We're flexible. We've got a lot of different ways to approach the market. Just want to understand your needs and we've got the people in place to help serve those. Like I said, looking to grow and understand more of what all the different industries need. So I think we've got a great team that's ready to serve in that way. Absolutely. I appreciate that. And to make that even easier, we're going to have the links and information in the show notes as well, too, so that everybody can follow up with you and find out about all the awesome things you're doing. So I, I love that you all do that and remind us how important for us to do that as well, too, as leaders. So thank you so much, Richard. I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. No, thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Want to level up your business even more? Read blogs, listen to podcasts, and watch videos at cbnation.co. Also, check out our I am CEO Facebook group. This has been the I am CEO podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.